My children have to live with what they call dad's bad time. So they too will carry the burden of a war. His mood depends on whether he has good or bad writing days. The struggle to make something good. And what a struggle. Look at this big Texas guy, Horton. Yeah. Do you think that's been one reason why your plays have so much space in them? My plays come out of a lot of meditation. I do not know where they come from, but they're very per persuasive when they start going in me. It's not really fair to ask the question, what was Action Park? Basic level, you can say it was a water slide park, but in truth, it was so much more than a water slide park. Action Park was the chaos summer park with very little oversight, too much alcohol, whistles blowing, people screaming, motors running. It was an energy, you know? You knew you were jumping into the fire pit. The most dangerous theme park of all time. There was a, a water slide that held one person that went in a, it, like in a flip. It looked like a, a bunch of kids built it because that's what it was. We'll be back with more Headbangers Ball coming from Action Park in Vernon, New Jersey, the biggest water park in the world. Those are some clips from this season's top episodes. And this is Factual America. We're brought to you by Alamo Pictures, an Austin and London-based production company making documentaries about America for international audiences. I'm your host, Matthew Sherwood. Each week I watch a hit documentary and then talk with the filmmakers and their subjects. Today we're looking back over the past year as we come to the end of season two. Helping us to walk down memory lane is my podcast partner in crime, Patrick Scott Armstrong, host of the Lone Star Plate podcast, Factual America's sister podcast. Patrick has been on before and interviews famous Texans and explores compelling Texas stories. I recommend you give Lone Star Plate a listen. It's one of the more entertaining podcasts out there. Given my Texas roots and the overlap between documentary filmmaking and truly compelling stories, we decided to team up to celebrate what was, for all of us, one of the most challenging years of our lives. I hope you enjoy this special edition of Factual America. Patrick, welcome to Factual America. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much. And welcome to the Lone Star Play podcast. Yeah, it's great to be back on. So how, how have you been? Have you had a good pandemic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I've> had... <laughs> well, first of all, can uh, yeah. I? And not, we're not going to cut this, but I'm just like, can I have a? Uh, I think because given my Texas roots and what you are all about, I think we need to do. I know you don't. You're not. You're not drinking yet. Uh, but okay. I may drive you there. We need to do a little tribute to Dusty Hill. Absolutely. Art, rest in peace. Uh, top. Sorry, sorry to hear about that yesterday. Yes. Um, yes. As I as I shared with someone, <laughs> some people who thought it was funny, uh, their song "Tush," right? You know, until I read the obit or the little news, I thought the title all these years, I thought it was "Touch." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I've I've done that to so many songs. And so ridiculous. my brothers are like, "Well, did you? What else did you get wrong? Did you? Did you?" What did you think Tube Snake, Tube Snake yeah. Boogie was called? You know? what, what did you uh, think yeah. the other song, She's Got Eggs? Yeah. Is that, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought they had to, you see, it, the thing is, I got all the innuendos and stuff like that. I just thought it was something they had to do for like corporate radio so that so they kind of changed it 
to me, and I heard it in my ears, is touch. Now, listen, right? maybe yeah. there are, were some moments where they said that, you know, in particular point. I mean, that, you know, let's yeah. not put it past it. That has happened before musically. Yeah. Not, maybe not intentionally. Yeah. So back to the, uh, so, you know, here we are, end of season two. How many, what, how many episodes for, are you up to? For us, it's end of season three. It's season three. Oh yeah, wow! Season three for us. Because didn't we get started at the same time? Did you add a season in there someplace? I, I think we did somehow. We mixed it up. Do we do a lot of episodes? Right, we do a lot more episodes yeah. than you guys do. So I think we just somewhere in there yeah. we broke it up. I, I, I honestly I can't remember. Oh, I mean, I think it was from the fall last year. We considered like that its own season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we've had this monster long season. Now that I, I think back on it, from from the fall winter break and the, the, all the yeah, way through, so we've got yeah. forty. We broke that up into two. We yeah, yeah, we broke that up into two seasons. Absolutely. I mean, I said we did forty four episodes. You do that in a week or a month, I think. But, but yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot. Forty four episodes is a lot. Yeah. Anybody to do more than two podcast episodes is a lot. Mm. That's the truth. Most people just do one or two, and then it gets scratched. Yeah, and we keep them coming, and we don't take, uh, except for Christmas, and um, uh, well, on this summer break coming up, we don't take any breaks, so um, yeah, um, yeah. so, and uh, big changes for you. You've changed studios. We've changed studios. Well, you've got your own home studio there, don't you? Yeah, I've always done it from, from the house, except initially before the pandemic started, we ah, used a yeah, studio yeah. in Austin. Um, yeah, but once I transitioned to home after the pandemic, yeah, we've, we've, uh, I've changed it like a few times, so people have seen it change a few times. This is where we're at now. This is the mm-hmm. home this is the home studio right here. So yeah, we changed, and I moved to Dallas. So we did the podcast in Austin for a long time. Now I'm in Dallas, still the same. And so think about, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, it's been a rough, I mean, obviously it's been a rough ride for a lot of people this last 18 months to to say the least, but, but I mean, it's been absolutely amazing. You know, you've, you've not stood still. I mean, a lot of people have like, nothing's really changed in their lives. It's been Groundhog Day for 18 months, but, uh, uh, you've, uh, you've picked up and moved, you've changed studios, you've done all, all kinds of stuff. It's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And then uh, in, in season Texas. three, I mean, what's that? I said it's Texas. That's what we do. We, <laughs> pandemic true. what? We were like, what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have it in my intro. I, I imagine you do in yours. But uh, maybe explain to our, our, both of our audiences what this episode is all about. Yeah, totally. So, look, we're coming up on the end of the season. Um, you know, a lot of the people that work on your podcast work on on our podcast Mm. right so vice versa right so it just made sense that we would sort of do this together and yeah just sort of looking back at the end of the season um you know favorite episodes different story backstories you know just wrapping it up with with uh you know different things what we sort of taking a a poll approach to what Mm -hmm. what we thought these uh you know favorite episodes were and again there's a lot to choose from this is really hard to do to be honest with you you're gonna hear a lot of honorable mentions right because it's really like <laughs> in no particular order i don't want to do anything mm. like that either every guest is is uh you know special in their own way uh but there are some that just stand out for for whatever it, reason it, exactly i was gonna say that i was thinking the exact same thing i mean one thing that came out of this uh out of us uh 
trying to put this episode together, which uh, our our uh, audience is quickly figuring out that we've just uh, really haven't spent any time <laughs> yeah. put, trying to put this together. Uh, but um, the um, is that um, you and I both do not listen or watch our podcasts again after they've been recorded. Is that right? I think I, I think like most podcasters. Is that I, what I, mo- I, I, do you think that's I, most? Unless they're just starting out and they haven't done any and they, you know, yeah, just yeah. in their basement or something like they're probably rewatching them maybe for whatever. But dude, we, you know, yeah. what's the, we've been through it. We, we did it. Like we were there. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, it's, yeah, exactly. You were, I mean, first of all, you have too many to do that. Uh, second, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think we, I guess you, I guess that's true. All podcasters. I mean, I have really fond, excellent vivid memories but um like life i don't feel the need necessarily to take that conversation i had about in a bar 20 years ago or whatever and watch it or listen to it again oh you know i mean it's it's just uh there's a fun um yeah it's kind of i don't know it's kind of done and dusted as they say here i think maybe uh, like uh you know maybe listening to like the first episode right just like it's so mm. far back to maybe just compare. It would yeah. be for a different reason. But yeah. I've definitely watched lots of clips here and there, right? I'm sure you have yeah. too. Yeah. Well, and also, uh, and I watch yours uh, yeah. when I can. You know, it, it's just... Uh, yeah, that's what I, I'll listen to. I'll listen yeah. to your podcast, to someone else's, not, yeah. not mine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah. I'm like, I mean, it's new to me. I'm a fan. And I have to right? be honest, because I, uh, I was talking to my daughter, and she's she has to film something for... Um, for school and she's just psyching herself out and she keeps messing up and she's just like and I said well you know my main advice was her not to that not to think too much about it and I said I never that's when I thought of this I was like I never listen or watch my recordings ever again uh, but partly because I'm scared as hell that week after a recording that time between we record and release I'm gonna I'm waiting for the call I'm waiting for the email saying, oh, <laughs> Matthew Sherwood really messed that one up, or oh. he offended me, or he got that wrong, or we don't want to be a part of this. You know, there is yeah. a little bit of that, I think, uh, wow. at least in, in my case. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, there we go, a little bit of sharing. Um, I like the, that. Um, b- before we dive in to... Uh, Dun, 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 the top three podcasts of the year. Uh, I think we should. Uh, I mean, there's. I mean, we've both had episodes that went essentially kind of went viral. You know, no, you're, I mean, you did, you did, really. you did. You've had. Well, it depends we, on what you're looking at. You had. I mean, uh, we had some clips and stuff. You know, that did well or whatever. Um, but well, not depends on, on what your you're level. looking at. I mean, well, we do well on YouTube, but you some I would say you do better than we do on a lot of the podcast channels. Uh, I don't know. So, I, you know, um, I really don't even know. How because I'm, I'm because actually I've got you in my sights, and I'm very competitive, and I just want to make sure. Oh, uh, see, I don't I, even I, worry yeah. about that. No, I don't no, even no, know I'm the numbers. Joking. I know nothing. I just I, I show up to these <laughs> interviews, and I'm like, let's do this. And yeah, that's, and that's I'm where just, I leave it. I'm just joking, really. Uh, no, no, uh, of sort course. Of. Uh, but yeah. uh, the, um, uh, but no, you had like, well, was Tobolowski this? You've had Tobolowski on again, Stephen Tobolowski. I mean, this is so just so out there. Yeah. He's he's great episode. Not one of the. We're not putting it as one of our top three or even five, maybe five, but not uh, because you've had some amazing ones. Um, 
But, uh, you know, uh, you've had James McMurtry recently on. Because he's... Yeah, that's, that's a great that, episode. That's a great yeah. episode. That didn't even make the list, you know? But You know, uh, it's tough. Like, some of these ones near the end of the season, I felt bad of, like, even considering it. Because it's like, you just heard them, and then we're going to, like, mention mm. them again. Even though mm. we, we, we have some great episodes, like you know, that have come out recently and that are ones that's coming out today. In fact, like, you know, that I would love to mention, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. You know, Aaron Franklin, Um, uh, you know, um, that was a great one. I didn't even bring that up. That's a great mm -hmm. episode. Um, I mean, so as you say, there's so many to, and it's hard to single. We're not actually, it's, it's like, with all this hemming and hawing, it's it's like the Oscars, right? When you go up there, you know, like like when you go up there, like I that will ever happen to me. Yeah. But you know, it's like, but like when the the people go up there and they have to say the thanks, and the music starts playing pretty yeah. quickly because it's time to get off, and it's just ridiculous. And you invariably, you know, they oh, they all say I'm going to leave someone out. I mean, doing this sort of exercise really totally it leaves so many out. I mean, I I would say there's not on both sides there's not a duff podcast in the bunch we wouldn't release it if they were you know so they're all really good uh good in fact good re- we have stories. some that we haven't released this we have a we have, for, for that reason you know yeah. just i won't not even gonna say the name but you know the per- well, only yeah, person who yeah. knows is the person who recorded with us yeah Right. Exactly. That's the only person. Who, why didn't my episode come out? You know, like, well, <laughs> we have we have ones. It's, I think it's from last season. Actually, we have one of those, though. I should uh, I'll share with you about it because uh, off offline, because it it uh, it actually is one that involves uh, something very close to home for you. But uh, oh, right so uh, but uh, but it's not even it was just an it was just one of these where it's actually not even all that bad. It's just we don't think. Well, things have moved on, and so we just don't think there's going to even be much of an audience for it. So um, relevance for it, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, so, um, um, but uh, so without uh, you know, without uh, further ado, let's uh, let's do this. Let's let's do this, and this is based on as we've said, we don't we've had we've had input, we've had input from audience, um, we've had a lot of input. And a big shout out to Nevena Paunovic, our podcast manager for both um, both podcasts here, because she's uh, she's she listens she's she's listens to a lot of podcasts because she isn't even just podcast manager for your podcast and mine. She does other ones, yep. so she's a she's a she's basically it's her it's her profession, and she's very well aware. She's amazing. So she's, Let's she is say, amazing. Nevena, you're amazing. You keep this whole podcast together. And the fact that you keep this podcast together and many others is even more amazing. And ours. Yeah, exactly. You know, so she's uh, so she's given her input, which we gave a high weighting, I will say, and uh, as we should. And so uh, without any other, any sp- particular order, let's dive in. So uh, one of the top three, certainly, uh, for Lone Star Plate would have to be the Reginald Ballard episode, right? Did, have you had yes. him on more than once or just because no, I saw a no. lot of clips? Because, just once. Well, because I, it caught my eye because I was, I was just having to, I was looking on your channel on YouTube and I saw the Pony Excess episode and I was like, as a Southwest Conference football fan, I was like, I got to click on that one. And then I ended up click, listening to the whole thing because that's, uh, this guy is a, uh, this guy's quite amazing. Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that 
that episode and uh, what made it so special? Yeah, I think just for me, um, you know, and for a lot of people, one, I grew up on watching Martin. So he was on Martin. Yeah. He was bro, yeah. bro man on Martin. Yeah. Um, and that was such a influential show for me growing up in the 90s, um, you know, in high school. And it was just such a big show. Then he was on the Bernie Mac show. And I knew him more as an actor and a comedian. And then, you know, we're going to do this interview. I actually didn't know that SMU stuff about him, you know, yeah. find out he was part of the, you know, SMU scandal that broke in the 80s, um, you know, that just flipped, you know, college football on its head. I mean, it yeah, dissolved yeah, the whole conference, you know. It dissolves the whole conference. The only, only time a school's ever gotten the death penalty. Yeah, a, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's yeah, all yeah. crazy. It's, and, and speaking of, we've had Dale Hansen on a couple of times, and he talked about that, and he's the one that broke that story. Did he break know? that story? Yeah, he broke that story. He was famous for I, breaking that story. I didn't realize yeah. that. I mean, for, I mean, I don't know how well you remember, but, you know, it even implicated the governor. Yeah, dude, the podcast I just the fir the first one we talked about it a little, I think, but yeah. this last one, we he really, you know, gave a lot of behind the scenes stuff about that whole scandal, how it came about, what they were going to do, you know, a bunch of stuff, man. There's just so much. That's a great episode. Oh, I haven't, too, that, I haven't had that, a chance to listen yeah, to that one. That, so that he yeah. talking about that cuz I I told him we had Reginald on, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, it was like <laughs> You know, and Reginald holds no grudges. And another crazy thing about Reginald that made this all stand out on top of all of this um, was that Reginald got a kidney from his yeah. wife, right? Yeah. So this was like just this crazy. I just, when I heard that, I, it's one of the craziest stories I've, I've ever heard. Um, but the craziness know. about that story isn't just that he got a, you know, that somehow that he lucked out. Not just somehow he lucked out. I believe in Providence, right? But he, got, he found this wonderful woman to be his wife and she's a perfect match. But... Her kidney's not big enough. It was too small. So, too small. So they do this thing called kidney swapping kid, that I had yeah, never heard of. Kidney swap. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So you the know, person it, that that was gonna get, you know, that could the kidney Reginald could get, right? That his wife's kidney went to that person, right? So they just swapped yeah. them. It was like the sizing of it all, which is yeah. which is great, you know. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's uh, it worked out perfectly. Um, and you know, and he's been with his wife since high school. That's a, you know, they, they've got yeah, their own love yeah. story, you know? Um, yeah, he's just such a great guy. So well-respected. And I just thought it was such a great episode and he's been through so much and his story of how he got to where he got is yeah. amazing. He, it's a truly a story about, you know, the, the forks in the road that you take really do matter. You know, they, mm -hmm. they can change the trajectory of your life, uh, essentially, yeah. you know? Well, this is probably a good place where we could, uh, well, play a little clip from that episode. Absolutely. Let's play a clip yeah. from, uh, from that episode with Reginald Ballard. Uh, at the time, you, you mentioned, you know, about your kidney. I don't know. Do you want to talk about that? We're not live anyway. Oh, yeah, so. man. Whatever. Don't you matter. Know, I, I don't know. It was kind of yeah. so, uh, uh, it just seemed well, like that was on your mind. Yeah. Well, first of all, man, it's like, you know, I've been, I've been knowing my wife, man, since the eighth grade, man. I mean, we both went to really yeah yeah both wow. went to about high school together man and um shout out galveston you know, yep yep and um so i mean we couldn't stand each other until until <laughs> the uh until the 12th grade you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> for real That's and uh 
it worked out, but you know, we got married in 87, man, and been married for like 33 years. And, you know, so I needed a kidney and um, she was a perfect match. You know, they did all the blood work. They say, you, when you get ready to get a kidney, man, all the tests that they put you through, they say, if you pass all those tests, you could be an astronaut, man. I mean, that's <laughs> for real, that's what they say, man. Because they put you through blood work, man, all kinds of stuff, man. And um, so uh, the 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 everything was a match. Matter of fact, they put her blood next to my blood, and it did like that. It came together, didn't you know? Uh, um, separate. So wow, it, and yeah. So um, but the only thing was she's smaller than me, so her kidney wouldn't have been, you know, the right size. So what they did was they did a swap and um, uh, she gave her kidney to somebody and they swapped me. I got somebody else's, you know, so. Oh, wow. How, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I ever heard of that. Matter of fact, the, the largest swap was in Houston about two, three months ago. It was like a seven person swap. A seven person swap? Yeah, man. Kidneys, man. And they, yeah, that was in Houston. And um, it was on the news out here. So, you know, wow. it, it happens. You know, so people think that you have to have a match. Yeah. You know, not necessarily. If somebody willing to give up a kidney, you know, y'all could swap with somebody else. And, you know, you get their kidney, they get that other kidney. So, you know. Wow. That, that's what kind down. of conversation? How does that conversation go? Right. Yeah, it, It's funny, man, because I know my doctor say, if you know somebody at your <laughs> church, you know, you know, that's ready to give a kidney. I say, man, I don't go to church. He say, well. You know, one of your friends. You may want to start, right? Yeah, like, yeah he's, a, he's like one of your friends. I say, man, my friend's sick like me. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what's your, what What was your, I don't know, if, again, I'm not going to say that that's number one. It's just top three for me in no particular order. In, in exactly, my, in my which case, I hopefully right? is what I was saying at the, uh, um, which at was. The beginning. At, at the beginning, hopefully. The but beginning. but, but let me it. just uh, reiterate it. that, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That it's uh, there is no top. There's no number one. We haven't. That's uh, um, impossible. You know, there's, there's it's no not like Rolling one. Stone deciding between the first and second greatest guitarist of all time or anything like that. We're just we're saying these are some of our top ones, and they're worth revisiting because uh, we've had exactly. both had great seasons and um, exactly. Given in, in some ways, is a way of giving a good shout out to the guest. You know, absolutely. You know, for, for and I like a, an episode that pans out right like it leads to the dale hansen episode it leads to yeah. you learning about the smu uh, yeah and then yeah. college football right like it's all this stuff so yeah okay yeah. let's talk about your first one again not not saying it's it's the number yeah. one but what was the first one you would uh consider i, I saw your list but i don't know which one you want to the tim o'brien one is that well we uh actually why don't we well why don't we start with the uh the class action park because yeah, that's the one great. that's furthest along ago. Now I don't know if that one was that one is one of these where so we as you and I discussed previously, um, you know there is the there's the ones that are great because whatever if it's a let's say it's a movie that and the movie's great. Uh, there's ones where the guests are amazing, yeah, uh, exactly. and then there are the ones where the impact in terms of people's reaction to the podcast is great all right yeah. so this is one where and i'm not saying it's number one on our list but this is one where all three came together right yeah, nice, so nice. so you've got um if people haven't seen this film it's absolutely crazy this thing called it's called class action park it's a bit of a cult 
hit um, in the documentary film world. And in case you're, maybe we should, I don't know, you probably in the intro, in case your uh, Lone Star Plate listeners uh, don't know, I host a Factual America, and it's a podcast that looks, we interview documentary filmmakers and their yeah. subjects every week. Um, and, uh, and with a focus on, on U.S. stories. So um, this was this absolutely crazy place that you wouldn't believe could actually exist, except that it did. And it was a theme park in New Jersey where, like, people died on a semi-regular basis, right? Now, we're not just talking about the odd. I mean, you have these, and they're tragedies, obviously. Um, but uh, that's the other thing, because you, you get this guy, uh, one of the guests, uh, and this one has, a, I think, all our, all mine actually have a Texas connection, not all that tenuous. Uh, Seth Porges is not from Texas. Uh, he has more New Jersey, New York roots, but... Uh, He's this uh, science and tech journalist and TV commentator, and he was he'd kind of grown up, and he had gone to Class Action Park, or it's actually Action Park is what it was called. <laughs> no one would name a park action Class park, Action yeah. <laughs> Action yeah. Park, uh, and he had these stories, <laughs> yeah. and he, he, yeah, you know. And he, you know, it's he had these. You stories. bring your lawyer to the park with you. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that was one of its nicknames, and. Uh, and, you know, you can find, he's got these great clips because it has come up. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel is talking to someone else on one of his, on his Jimmy, you know, on his show where he's got someone from, else from New Jersey. And he goes, do you remember this guy at a place called Action Park? And they're like, oh yeah, that place was crazy. They made a movie you know? uh, with Johnny Knoxville. He made a movie with it. It, it. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, these, it was about this crazy guy named Gene Mulvihill. It was like this, he, he was like straight out of Wall Street. You know the the movie. You know he was a disgraced, um, basically fallen Wall Street mogul. You know, um, and it was his bastard brainchild. Basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to western part of New Jersey. I'm gonna open up a theme park, and you know, I'll do things like I won't have any adults on staff because it costs too much, right? So I get all these teenagers manning everything. Um, and I can pay him nothing. And you know what? I'm going to test some of these rides. And so I'll pay, you know, yeah, you know, Seth had this story and it's in the, in the movie uh, where, yeah, okay, I'll give you 20, 20 bucks or whatever it was to go down this uh, water slide, enclosed water slide that had a, a loop in it. <laughs> and people would come out and they like blood coming down there, their, you know, and they, they totally. would like, you know, and they found people's teeth stuck into the like the and and so you and i are laughing and i and i even that was the other thing about the podcast i laughed i said look i i'm sorry i I shouldn't i can't believe i'm laughing and seth was just like no it's a natural human reaction of course a natural human reaction to things uh yeah you say of course things like this aren't so obvious to me but uh the uh you know it's a natural human reaction when you don't know how to react what we all yeah, do absolutely. is just it's laugh. It's a nervous sort of laugh. It's a nervous. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's yeah. like it's so over the top. You sort of laugh at it because it's so over the top, ridiculous. And you don't know what to say, so you just yeah. sort of laugh. Like, oh my god, this. Is and it's kind of funny though, in some yeah. way, right? Like, it, the, there's a reason Jackass was so popular. You know, these sort mm. of stunts. You know, these sort of uh, weird things that they were doing at this park. You know, that's that uh. stuff's kind of fun. And you know, I, someone mentioned, dying. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and they, they do touch on that, but then they also, you know, these rides were absolutely crazy. And then, totally. you know, they, but then, but then, you know, they have clips, they have archival from like MTV doing, uh, this is, you know, sometime in the 90s saying, you know, doing one of their special summer days at the, and they'd be there. <laughs> we're here at Action Park and, and, uh, you know, and, and, um, all kinds of stuff, you know, like these these rides where you'd go be going so fast that, like, uh, you know, it it was it was basically a drunk teenager's dream, totally. basically, you uh, know, absolutely. because you know bikinis are flying off because they can't, you know, because the <laughs> you go down too fast. Um, you had for the adults, they had across the so you actually there was two sides of it. You actually had to cross a major state highway. And I don't think there were any like special crossings or bridges or anything. And on the other side <laughs> was like a, a that was the first a, ride. Yeah. Well, no, because on the other side was like a a, a, a go karting area, and which had a bar attached to it. <laughs> so you know uh, the adults would go there. They drop the kids off. The kids would you know no parental supervision. All kinds. Of, you can imagine all the stuff they're getting up to, especially in the nineties. And uh, yeah, you know stories about people riding off in the go people getting drunk and then just riding off the course onto the state highway on the on the <laughs> go karts and things. <laughs> oh man, that's a dream of mine. Yeah. Right yeah. there. And then we had um, we had this the guy who. Um, did the uh I think you cinematographer on this is a guy named Chris Charles Scott the third who uh who's actually went to Baylor and uh, he's done some award winning uh films on um well yeah he's the he's actually the director and he did uh, he did a film on uh about Waco of all things can you imagine oh, wow. doing a film the about Waco the Branch Davidian that we mean no no Oh, I have, I do have a story about the Branch Davidians. I'll share with you one time. You but, mean, uh, you mean just the city of Waco? Just the city of Waco. Interesting. Okay. I mean, that's a history. That's a. I'm sure it's, it has to be in the film. I mean, that's such a big part you, you of. You say Waco interesting history. in the southern way, meaning, um, uh, yeah, well, whatever. That's that sounds that, that sounds extremely it's, boring. It's, but uh, <laughs> it's, well, it, it's like here, you know, it's, it's we've heard about it so many times. Yeah. Uh, here, it, but that's all. I mean, still to this day, right? Anybody mentions Waco, that's the first thing. They oh yeah, the Branch like, Davidian even side. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 exactly. That, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Um, yeah. One, I did a that's uh, cool. basically. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll I'll tell you one sometime about my uh, uh, extremist right wing trip I did one time uh, that involved uh, oh, wow. the branch. Well, it's not that big a story, but anyway. It's not really fair to ask the question: What was Action Park? basic level you can say it was a water slide park but in truth it was so much more than a water slide park action park was the chaos summer park with very little oversight too much alcohol whistles blowing people screaming motors running it was an energy you know you knew you were jumping into the fire pit the most dangerous theme park of all time there was a, a water slide that held one person that went in a, it, like, in a flip. It looked like a, a bunch of kids built it because that's what it was. We'll be back with more Headbangers Ball coming from Action Park in Vernon, New Jersey, the biggest water park in the world. I think the very reason people were attracted to, to Action Park was because they could get hurt. That was the allure of it. I mean, who wants to sit on a Ferris wheel? It was a place where death was tolerated. 
where death was put right into the, the number situation. Every member of my family was injured in that park <laughs> at some time or another. They called it Traction Park. That class was the, Action Park? Class Action Park, <laughs> the lawyers called it. It starts out with people having fun, and by the end, crimes have been committed, cover-ups have happened, the story hasn't been told truthfully. To me, that's probably the worst thing of all. Okay, so next, let's go back to one of yours um, on your so, list. Oh, man. Um, so, what do we got? We got... Oh, uh, now I love this one. Which one? Catherine? Which one? No, no. Yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. Catherine, Catherine Hardwick. Hardwick. Director. Wow. Catherine Hardwick. And I'm not sure... It's, I can't remember... Oh, I, I think she, she had a show on Quibi. Okay, so remember that yeah. platform that came yeah. out that was like short stuff. You had to watch it on your phone or, or yeah. iPad or something only, right? Yeah. You couldn't watch yeah. it on TV. She had a show on that, but they canceled Quibi or whatever, but the shows still came out or whatever, so she came on to sort of talk about that. But to be honest mm -hmm. with you, we ended up talking about her whole long career, and, uh, you know, she was the director of Lords of Dogtown. We talked about that mm -hmm. a lot, and her directing Heath Ledger. She just was the most fast, still to this day, one of the most fascinating people I've spoken to on the podcast. She didn't sit down. She's, I think she's the only podcast guest I've ever had that stood up the entire time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. She just was like a ball of energy, just like took over the screen. She knew it was on. Like she just knew it was like, we're doing this. I'm going to tell you some cool stuff. This is great for the audience. And she did, man. She did not uh, disappoint. Now, is she from Texas originally? Yeah, she's from Texas, man. She's from Cause Texas. Because I could kind of, I could tell. I mean, you know, she's been, I guess she's, because she she was in uh, she's in California these days I would imagine yeah but, she's uh, in California but she knew she got started with like Richard Linklater right like all right yeah another famous director from from Texas here but before she became a director and I didn't really get a chance to talk to her about this stuff she was a production well, she, designer yeah you know on yeah. some of the biggest movies you have Vanilla Sky okay like what mm. are we talking about here when well, no, I brought Three, it up. Didn't she three do Three Kings? kings? Dude, yeah. Yes, I try. I wanted to. I could have talked to her, but I could have done a whole episode about Three Kings. That's one of my favorite yeah, movies. Yeah. I love that film. Uh, she did the Newton Boys. Speaking of um, mm. antitrust, suburbia, Tank Girl, Tombstone. Oh, that's okay. right. Yeah, I remember Tombstone. you. You waxed on and on about Tombstone in your. Oh my that. God! Come on, Tombstone is like one of the most yeah, quotable yeah. movies ever. At least for my, you know. Yeah. Me and my friends and everyone I know that, like, I'll be your huckleberry. Come on. That's just like, and that movie looks so great because I remember yeah, that other yeah. Kevin Costner White Earp movie came out around right. the same time. Right. It was They're like, competing eh. uh, t OK Corral movies. Yeah. yeah, it was like a six hour epic, about a 15 second fight. Right. It was like, OK, yeah, this is yeah. ridiculous. Uh, no, the tombstone was just grittier. And yeah, she just gosh, she just done so many amazing movies. And you know, to, to have her on was just amazing. She did the first Twilight movie. She started the whole Twilight, mm. you know. I mean, that whole young adult led to the Hunger yeah. Games, right? Like, all these movies, she started all that. How crazy is that? Mm. Like, to think that she was, uh, and to just to hear her, um, you know, reasoning and everything behind how she, she cast. I mean, she essentially helped launch Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart from Twilight. Yeah. I mm. mean... You know, in that sense. Yeah, she was just really cool. It was such a great episode. I, I still and, think and, about it. And don't you find, I mean, because we've had a lot of these types of guests on, these people who are, um, well, they're certainly famous in their field. There may not be household names, 
but uh yeah. you know uh maybe she should be i would argue but uh um the um they are the most I find them such easy people to talk to. They're such the they're such delightful guests, you know, because and it comes across in that one with Catherine. I mean, they they they're not full of themselves. They've uh, yet, you know, they could easily just go on and on and trumpet all the amazing things they've done. But I think they're they're quite uh, sure. usually quite um, kind of humble, really. It's uh, but. Uh, no, I, I've seen. Uh, I have to say, I haven't watched the listen to the whole thing, but I watched the, a lot of the clips from that one, and that was. Uh, I'm all about uh, the clips, man. I'm all <laughs> <laughs> I, love, yeah. I watch a ton of podcasts so, like that. Really, I think a lot yeah. of people do. I think a lot of people listen it, to it, podcasts that way. Yeah, it's it's funny. I yeah, I think it. Uh, I mean, uh, um, yeah, you I got think your main ones. Ways. You you know you you may well, listen you're to the one that told it, me right? you you. You kind of have them on like a ball game in the background, basically. Yes, you got them on I all do the that time. a lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I do that a lot. Dude, it's hard to keep up with these. Po- they're long-form conversations. Like, who has the yeah. time yeah. to listen to, like, 10, three-hour conversations a week? You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of impossible. Mm. So clips really help you just sort of keep keep up with what. I- and then if maybe you like some of the clips, you know, I'm going to listen to the to the whole thing or something, you know. Yeah. No, it just helps uh, yeah. digest it uh, a little bit better if you can't okay. catch up. With well, then, then I think um, um, I think that's a I think. Then speaking of clips, we need to have one on with Catherine there. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And and there's a very fun story of how I found Kristen Stewart. Should I tell you that? Yeah, of course, absolutely. Because <laughs> they're both phenomenal actors, right? Just look at them now. Oh, like yeah. you, you right? You picked. I mean, yeah. Oh. And the, of course they were before that too. But but the thing that was cool is uh, it goes back to Lords of Dogtown. So I, I had a screening of Lords of Dogtown for Sean Penn, okay? Because he was interested in the skating because he narrated the doc. And so the studio, yeah. uh, Sony let me go up there and show Sean and his kid, who was a skater, show them the movie. And at the end of the movie, Sean goes, uh, oh, I got it. You know, Heath Ledger was amazing, but who is that kid? Let's call Emil. Emil. Was it Emil Hirsch? Yeah. So we called Emil on my phone. I go, Emil, I somebody wants to talk to you. Boom, Sean Penn, and wow. he loved Emil and cast him in Into the Wild. Right. And That's then, how we got cast into the wild. Oh, I got into the wild. And so then, and then it's even better. So then I got, they invited me to an early screening of Into the Wild, like a rough cut. I see Kristen Stewart sitting there in the trailer, like trying to, you know, get together, trying to hook up with Emil. And I like, I love that girl. Who is she? I cast her in Twilight, you know, (laughs) you know, it was kind of cool. Wow, that is amazing. Wow, that is so crazy. So that so that for you, when you saw her in that scene or whatever, or that part of the film, you yeah. thought, yeah, th- this is it. This is who I need. She had wow. this longing, this sense of longing for him, and that was just palpable. And I thought that's sure. what I felt when I read the book. And that that this girl, Bella, is just like so drawn to this guy. And it's kind of what everybody feels. Your first crush, you know, you're just sure. like, 
I cannot live. I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> breath that person takes every move they make, you know. So you know, I, it was so like over the top in a way, you know, this like longing. I'm like, I want to see if I can really feel that on screen, you know, if I can yeah. make feel that in the theater, like, oh, first love, crazy. Wow. And I think it worked because people have seen that movie. Like, uh, yeah, it definitely worked. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Catherine. All right. Okay, your second one here. Factual America well, doing amazing uh, episodes. You know, uh, what's I think this a nice segue actually is speaking of Catherine Hardwick, someone who's probably of about the same era, um, probably even knows her. I can, wouldn't be surprised is um is the guest we had on talking about a documentary she made which is uh about the uh the um um about horton foot the celebrated texas uh playwright so we had uh, i don't know you haven't had ann rap on your uh podcast have you because no. she's austin based you could uh you might we could think about it Absolutely. Uh, she, she so was many people it's like, it's just yeah not, well you know. she's so in case people don't know i mean she's uh um well ann is basically um she, she's what they call a uh, script supervisor was how she made her name and then she also became a screenwriter so she was a script supervisor, and this is all very Texas heavy, but, but that's why I love it. Um, she was a script supervisor on the film. Her first job, actually, was on Tender Mercies, which is this Robert Duvall film about a... Oh, yeah. That was yeah. in the early 80s, right? And uh, yeah. I remember, now we've moved on, but I remember at one point thinking when I saw it um, that that's like the most quintessential Texas movie ever and it's all filmed speaking of waco it's filmed between austin and in waco in that kind of area um and so that's how she met horton foot because horton foot was the screenwriter for that film um and then she also did uh script supervisor and, and scripts for uh robert altman so so she's done she's done over 40 something films she's been nominated for th lots of awards um and so she she got to know Horton Foot and she did basically did a documentary about the last 3 years of his life and you'd think well okay a documentary about um, an aging celebrated well actually probably the best playwright that no one's ever most people haven't heard of um and she got the audience award at the Austin Film Festival and uh and she's just she's never made a film before um and you come across these people in this in the line of work i do who have this they may only make one documentary or film in their but life, they spend years but, working but on they it, spend right? and like, they and it's their passion project totally, and totally. and she's done it and it is it is a lovely piece of of filmmaking and uh it's because they take more time editing it than maybe a documentary film that makes a lot of them and the editing is where it's at that's where a film yeah, comes together and the agree. more the more time the more turns you take on trimming the fat just to give it a food analogy right like you just keep trimming and trimming and get it like perfect and the mm -hmm. more time you take to invest in that the better product you know you're gonna have and sometimes that's rushed with other mm -hmm. filmmaker with it but like you said they take so much time with it they it, it just natural that if they do it right it's gonna come out like amazing you know um 
Yeah, that's and awesome. She, and she did, and then she did things. It wasn't just like it wasn't one of these just sort of talking head type uh, documentaries where you know sure. there's there just is some interview of that, after but interview, interview yeah. or anything. But uh, uh, I mean, she's observing Horton Foot, but then she also she gets she actually did a casting call and got some um, actors all from the Austin San Antonio area to come in and act portions of Horton's plays. And she even covered some people who had never even done anything professionally, right? Um, and they they did extreme this amazing job doing this, and she inter, she interweaves them with the with the uh, with the film, um, and uh, and then so like I said, this kind of combination of things. Um, she, um, um, you know, she was just a delightful person to talk to. She's from some town up in. West Texas, where you only have maybe two thousand people in the entire town. Um, so she had stories about. Uh, she got to know Robert. She knows Robert Duvall quite well. Um, she had a. Uh, that was you know if you think about like great stories. She was saying that Robert Duvall's probably. She again wasn't going to single anyone out particularly at the risk of insulting someone else. But she was saying Robert Duvall is like got to be one of the best actors she's ever scene because um, as a I script mean, super, so what is. she does well she is but think she says as a script supervisor so what does a script supervisor do she makes sure because they'll film one part of the scene and then three weeks later film the rest of it and totally. she has to make sure that the coffee that cup's still in the same place yeah, yeah all the continuity yeah. right so she says i mean with duvall you don't ever have to worry about that. And he does, he can do almost, almost everything gets done in a single take. And he's already planned everything out. And he's, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, it's, it's, it's just like magic watching this guy where you get like a lot of your younger actors and they will just kind of, oh, cut. So no, you, you first take, you did it in this hand. The second take, you had it in that hand, you know, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Those little blurt, yeah. uh, uh, you know, those little, uh, whatever the kind of things that people are looking for in film sometimes. But, uh, um, yeah, so it was just a, a lovely interview. Very, um, I, you know, I don't even think her film, her film's been released in terms of festivals. I don't even think it's gotten a commercial release yet. Um, oh, but, yeah. um, but she had stories about storytelling and how, you know, how it's so unique. That's, we've had a few guests who've done this, who are of Texas Roots, who talk about Texas storytelling. And how it's so unique uh, to Texas. Yeah. Um, and I how... mean, Texas is its own thing, right? It's its own, yeah. But that you actually have family sit. I mean, it sounds kind of. It almost sounds well. That not a Texas reference, but it almost sounds like the Waltons or something. Like people are sitting around telling stories to each other. But the thing is, people. At least when I was growing up, people are, and I'm hearing people still are. It's maybe in a little bit different way, but uh, um, Texans enjoy a good yarn. You know, Gosh, of course, are you? Kidding? It's all about that. That's that's like, all. I mean, that's more important than reality. Yeah, yeah many times. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about saying the talk, talking about the past and talking about things that yeah. have happened and things that have done. You remember that from? Remember that when this happened? And it's really the same things over and over yeah. again, right? Like I mean, so, someone will forget yeah. they told you the story seven times already you know about the tornado they were in back in there's whatever, always a tornado in the stories yeah, there's a, to a hurricane a tornado story tornado. you know something yeah the only nightmares i ever have had have been about tornadoes um Dude, but they're yeah, scary Maria, 
I, I mean, I get it. They're scary. Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they, yeah, they scare the hell out of me. But, uh, um, but yeah, we had talk. We discussed that, talking about working with Robert Altman, and uh, she just, uh, it's just a delightful episode. And it was also about the craft of storytelling and what makes a good, good story. Uh, as a script writer and that's um, awesome and that's what you yeah. want to hear on your podcast right because that's what it's all about to, to, you know to story yeah i mean she was right you know she's yeah exactly exactly and she's uh again one of these very kind of remind me a bit of uh of um of Catherine hardwick in that way i mean she was she wasn't standing up <laughs> but just uh, passionate. i think she's passionate but she's passionate and um yeah. uh, but that. yet very humble and um you know, she's lived uh, so far and still will be for many years to come, I'm sure, this, this, this incredible life while awesome. flying underneath the radar screen. Look at this big Texas guy, Horton. Yeah. Do you think that's been one reason why your plays have so much space in them? My plays come out of a lot of meditation. I do not know where they come from, but they're very per persuasive when they start going in me. They make demands. There's a letter just now waiting for me at home from this girl in College Station. She's having a baby. <laughs> she, she wrote me she thought I was the father. I could be. Horton, I think, is way up there in the pantheon of American playwrights, way, way up there. Anything a Horton I like doing. It's the kind of thing you can't forces material as an actor. You can't push it because it's very kind of delicate. I'd like to express my gratitude to the cast and crew of Tender Mercies. He worked in theater, he worked in film, and he worked in television. So everybody sort of sees part of his career, but they don't see the whole thing. The winner is Horton Foote for The Killer Mockingbird. Sure. That's awesome. All right. What about uh, we've coming now? I, as we say, we we'll probably it. have some honorable mentions, but there's number th the third of the top three, not necessarily in that order, as we've said before. Uh, I'm I don't know how best way to introduce this one. Restaurant labor with Chef Ji Kang. Is that right? That's close, Chef G. Kang. I mean, Kang. maybe it is Kong. Maybe he would say, "Oh, that's actually closer, Patrick." I don't know, but he always just goes by Ji <laughs> Kang. Chef GK. is what I call him. Yeah, I work with uh, Chef Chi for a long time. I got a long history with him. But this episode in particular about restaurant labor, having him on, um, has just... It's the episode was great, but it's this one of these things, the impact that it had, because it keeps mm. coming up over and over and over that episode. Mm -hmm. And I keep seeing comments on YouTube that, you know, with it, that just keep adding mm. to it and adding to it. And it really just... It, it, you know, it touched uh, the core of what the podcast is about, mm -hmm. you know, food and Texas and uh, this industry that I'm from. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we do try to talk about that sometimes. And, you know, it was just great to have them on and, and really just put to rest some myths that I think people have about the restaurant industry right now during the pandemic and why people don't want to go back to work. Right. That's it's you just keep hearing in the news. Well, it's just unemployment, unemployment, unemployment. We got to get rid mm. of unemployment. That's why people aren't going back to work. Nobody wanted to face the true fact of why people weren't going back to work at restaurants. They, they didn't want to admit it. And they still don't. There's still a lot of restaurant owners 
you know, well, whatever. Well, clue managers. us in. What are what are some of the uh, the myth? Well, myth, some of the highlights. Myths. And, um, yeah, some of the myths that we busted in that episode were like, you know, it's not that. It's more just the culture. It's the pay. It's the benefits you don't get yeah. of working at a restaurant. You get, yeah. you know, yeah. I, yeah, pardon my language, but shit on. And then, you know, you work these hard hours, long hours. You sacrifice a lot. You make very little. Um, yeah. And that's nobody wanted to talk about that. Right. Like, so mm. <laughs> people just moved on and got better jobs that paid more that they didn't have to come home completely drained physically mm. and mentally, mm. uh, you know, working indoors, AC, sitting down at a desk. Maybe some of they're like, dude, this is way better. And I get benefits mm. like restaurants yeah. didn't want to yeah. admit that. Right. And they thought, well, we got to it's just changing restaurants in a, in a good way. So the people that have accepted what it truly is about are the ones that you're seeing successful. They're realizing, you know, I got to mm. treat people with respect here at the restaurant. It's not just about, you know, coming to work as well. You know, I got to treat them with respect, treat them like family, um, try to pay them a little bit more, try to do mm. more things for them, right. To keep them around. That's the real reason of people not going back to work. Yes. Are some people in unemployment? That's always a pro, you know, that's an, any industry, I'm sure there were a few people that that was the deal, but no, for the most part, man, that, and, and you've still seeing the signs up even after Texas stopped unemployment already a while back. Mm -hmm. So you still seeing the same problem, right? It wasn't like an influx of people and everyone was back to normal. So yeah, it just had so, such I mean, an impact it, this episode. So is it, it's still the case that like, if you're, so I know there's different roles in a restaurant, but if you're a wait staff, you get below minimum wage and you have to make all your money off of tips. Is that, isn't that right? Is that still yeah, the case? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yes. because what people, I always, you know, living over here in, in the UK and overseas, you always hear, well, God, I can't believe you go to the United States and they, everyone tips so much. Why do you tip so heavily? And, uh, and it's yeah, just ridiculous. And, and you have to here. explain to them that actually, well, every, you know, cause here people get at least a minimum wage. There's not, you can't pay anyone less than minimum wage, even if they're wait staff, uh, and probably yeah. get paid a little more. I don't know. I'm not sure the latest, but on that. But uh, you know, it is a very you know, it's a hard job, um, and yeah, and and think about it. if you get that one table that uh, whatever doesn't tip you or uh, leaves you a really low you know low tip. I mean, that's you've basically worked for you know you haven't earned anything for an hour you know, and you know that's. You yeah, know, it's, it's absolutely. You got to yeah. pay out too. I think a lot of you yeah. know, restaurants are broken down into front of house and back of the house. So there's a big so the, difference there too. So like talking about what servers make, they're not the one that's hardest hit by this as like kitchen okay. staff. This the, okay. the biggest thing it's affecting is kitchen staff because kitchen staff don't make tips generally. They just you get a set hourly and that's it. And that's yeah. also a big problem in the industry that yeah. people want changed. You know that that so tip what is, should go to part of the kitchen staff, and it so should, that, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so what are you say the successful restaurants are learning the lessons and change? You know, it, it's got to be. Is it more than just treating your staff better? I mean, I mean, uh, what are they doing to? to that's it. To, that, that's just, that's it. That's a big. That's but when like you say treat your staff better, I mean, are they paying them respect. more? Or are they? Yeah. Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. Like yeah. sometimes somebody will work for you. Just because you treat them right. You don't treat them like yeah, shit. Well, you treat them like true. a friend when they come in. And yeah. several cooks, right, will be like, look, I, I work for you because it's fun to come to work. We make good food. I'm proud of what I do, right? You create an yeah. environment that they're also proud. Now, can yeah. you, yes, you do try to match that money, but sometimes you could get away with the $2 discrepancy, let's say per hour, because yeah. Yeah. you've done these other yeah. things that don't cost money, 
They're just treating people as yeah. human beings. And that that's just a big thing in American uh, kitchen culture yeah. and restaurant that it's not like that. It's a very cutthroat sort well, of, you know, environment. Well, and, it, and, it, and am I right? I mean, my, my brother, I never, I've never waited tables, but my brother did in a pretty, pretty, well, was, had a very good reputation, uh, restaurant in San Antonio. Um, but it was his inside. And I've heard this from others that the, there's a lot of mismanaged restaurants out there. And in, oh, in this, yeah. In Hell, that, have, you, uh, have you seen Hell's Kitchen? I mean, yeah. not Hell's Kitchen, uh, Kitchen yeah. Nightmares. Yeah. Right, like bar yeah. rescue. Like, yes, there are some absolute more more places are mismanaged than managed correctly. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. that is the truth. All right. Well, what uh, what else? So, I mean, anything else? Yeah. Uh, you, one la- Any other uh, myth busters or big? Uh, or I mean, that that, that was just a big thing. It's just a good episode worth checking out because I think it applies to more industries than just the restaurant industry. Right. I think. Well, that, that's that true. Just, it is about just how- that myth. Uh, that unemployment is what's keeping people uh, from going back to work, and it's that's not the case. Well, you know, Richard Branson, the uh, British billionaire or whatever, he's he's always said, you know, uh, uh, people are your most important resource, and you you get that right, 100%. and everything everything else falls into piece, you know, falls yes. into place, takes care know. of itself, absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. It's the same right. way you run a restaurant. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll start a uh, we'll we'll get a clip in there as well so yeah let's do a know. clip uh from g here just sort of maybe breaking that down or something real quick okay. of, of that particular right. episode yes yeah, so check okay. it out this is going to be the wow. difference between whether or not a restaurant okay can keep their staff okay it is going to be the culture okay because i have this this prime example prime example okay all right i had a cook okay who was working at a different restaurant offered 25 dollars an hour Okay, plus overtime, all this stuff, you know, probably benefits and everything, yada, 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 right? And then he comes to me, obviously going to make way less. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to pay $25 an hour. Like, you're going to make more than me? Are you kidding me? Like, no, I'm not going to pay you that. But, but that person is happily still working for me. Wow. And it's because of culture, right? Wow. Like, he knows he's gonna be treated like a dog over there. Yeah. And I'm gonna have I'm gonna have respect for him over you. here and treat him not just like an employee, but as a friend, family. Sure. Wow. You know? Wow. Like that wow. that is literally the only difference that any restaurant could set themselves apart at yeah. in this competitive atmosphere right now. Wow. Yeah. You know? I hope people are listening. No, out that there. that yeah, is for that sure. Is for sure the only thing. All right, let's talk about right. your last one, which is uh Actually, somebody we've had on our podcast, too, which I almost mentioned in our uh, yeah. talk episodes here as well. So I'm excited to talk about him. Yeah, I am, too. And, and actually, it links to the last one because the whole reason we um, got in touch with this with uh, with Tim O'Brien, who uh, many will tell you is the uh, probably the certainly the maybe the best author of American author of his generation, uh, is that uh we had Ann Rapp from the Horton Foot documentary on, and then she was uh, she was very magnanimous, and she said, "You know, you might want to reach out to um, uh, this uh, fellow named Aaron Matthews. Uh, he he's doing a documentary on uh, on Tim O'Brien." 
And so we did, and he said, yeah, we'd love to come on. And I said, well, he said, I'd love to come on. I said, well, we'd love to have you, and any chance Tim might want to get on. And and he reached out to him, and yeah, and Tim said he would. Um, and uh, it's... Uh, it's you know you it, it's I think it's another proof that you can't judge your best episodes purely on likes and watches and you know listens and things like that because he's sure it's not been one of our biggest uh, episodes in that regard but uh, um, you know you've interviewed him to have him on is it was just such an honor and uh, I mean what this guy and and. How he bears his soul to you, to Pete, to audiences, is yeah. is absolutely amazing. Um, and he's and as much as he's this sort of stern, in some ways, uh, curmudgeonly grandfatherly type person who, uh, but who's totally. actually a new, relatively uh, new dad. Um, he he wears his heart on his sleeve, and uh, you know I was I tell you there's I don't know if you had this happen, but uh, I did ask we've got talking about some subjects about uh, Vietnam and other things, and I, I I swear he was I I thought he almost start he started tearing up, and I I was like <laughs> I was like oh my god I made Tim O'Brien cry, <laughs> but uh, you know but uh, but I think it happens anyway. I think he's uh, and it's not because he's some weak-willed man he's exact opposite isn't he i mean he is this very strong person who has a lot to say and um yeah i think he's been through a lot he's written a lot he's he's been a celebrated author for many decades now yeah um and then to do to leave this i mean He's now said he has said that every book he writes is his last book, and so I asked him if if that's the dad's maybe that's, book. That's how you market. That's a perfect yeah. marketing. Great, <laughs> well, I don't think he's job, thinking Tim. it that way. I think you you <laughs> I don't, you've you've seen the doc. I mean, it's a it, it's a it's he he will spend days just work working on a couple of hundred words, right? Sure. So that would be me some, if I if I I think yeah. that's why I liked him so much. If I was a writer, I would be him. Still smoking, drinking, yep. doing his thing. That's me. Lots I mean, of that's cussing. essentially yeah. That's me. I mean, I. That's why I like the guy so much. He was just a real person. He's he a, real, a real person, right? Like he's I, a real person. And he lives in some. I mean, you've seen you've seen the film. I mean, he's he's just in some suburb there in Austin. He's not exactly. like living in some grand house, you know. Dude, you he's know, like my he's neighbor just, that I shoot the shit with all the time, he, he, right? Who, at the yeah. at the garbage, right? When you take it out the garbage, and you get stuck at a thirty minute conversation by the mailbox, right? Exactly. About what he's yeah, exactly. that guy, but and you're just amazed by, you yeah. know, I, I, yeah, I absolutely loved him, man, just as a person, right? Yeah. And that made the podcast uh, so much more special, and really the seeing yours and then doing ours with him, like fundamentally the differences even there too. He's just such a cool, he's just such a cool guy. Really he is. And, um, you know, um, I, I, he must get asked to be on all kinds of things. And he, and he said yes to us. And, uh, he was, uh, um, you pay, you I paved mean, the way for that for us. Yeah. I don't know about that, but in that film too, I mean, you know, he's, there's some scenes that are absolutely hilarious in there. You know, oh, he's uh, totally. he's he's hilarious. He is the hilarious. guy is hilarious. Yeah. He's you know he's t- he's trying to. 
<laughs> he's holding get, back too, right? Like yeah, that's yeah the exactly. Part. He is. Hey, he's, exactly. He's, he is holding he was, back. Right. If he was, unleashed, I think what we need to do. Yeah, we need to do an episode with. We need to get Tim O'Brien back on, and do an episode where, um, we just basically let it unleash him. Let him. You know, totally. you can cuss as much as you want. You can yes. smoke as much as you want. You don't have yes. to. You know, I think he because he he went. He didn't smoke on ours, and I, I got the feeling he, yeah, he, he, he kind of was. I, I think he might have had a cigarette on ours. Uh, I would have smoked with them to make it comfortable. Yeah, Not he that was I smoke jo- a lot I of th- cigarettes, but I, I would have. Uh, he was with jonesing them. for a cigarette, and he kind of, you know, by He's the end smoker. of ours. But he is one. He's yeah, exactly. I have a friend just that reminds me of him, just like him honestly but they have different careers right he's not an author mm. but they, he remind he's a texas guy like he reminds me of just of tim o'brien like exactly like, yeah he's smu- and he's a he's a smu- he's a chain smoker for sure yeah but he's a you know what he's an he's originally from minnesota and then lived yeah. in uh, cambridge yeah. massachusetts i think for many years but he's an honorary texan by any stretch uh, of the imagination because he's so he fits in so well and absolutely. um uh, the film's The War and Peace of Tim O'Brien, which yeah. I highly recommend. And um, I think we'll both play um, shortly here, you know, you even play a clip from your own if you want. Uh, we'll play a clip from certainly from ours. Um, no, we'll play your you clip. Know. I mean, I guess we'll just tell people to check out ours too. But yeah, definitely a clip. Uh, yeah, no, I think he's an uh, incredible, incredible life, incredible person, has so much to say. Um and I, I feel bad for him, but he will always have something to say because as, as human beings, we, we still like to go to war for whatever reason. And uh, you know, these wars keep happening and uh, people like him keep saying things about it, but it doesn't seem to, I don't know, he, I think he shrugs his shoulders a little bit about the whole thing now. And now he's written this book. I mean, that's the thing. He's, imagine being able to write a book for your... Uh, for your sons, for them to, to then read later in life, because they're at a stage in their lives where they really don't care too much about what dad has to say. Uh, it's only well, natural. That's we most, all did it. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what right. we did. It doesn't when matter we were who teenagers. your dad is, right? It doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. If your dad's president, you still just like, oh god, I kind of even want to hear about yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, um, no, so yeah, that was uh, that was one and, of oh, ours. Oh, shout out to Aaron Matthews, director who for won the an Oscar. Oscar. Yep. Yeah. He won an Oscar, not for that film, uh, but for a short documentary film that he worked on um, as well. Colette. Yeah, I gave him, it was great. Film. I gave him a shout. I uh, sent him an email the day, a- the day after the Oscars, and he was, uh, he was very, uh, yeah, quite amazing. Yeah, he was the producer no, awesome. on that. It's a, he uh, brought it the, up uh, on our podcast. He brought it up that he had gotten nominated. Mm. He, he, so he sort of mentioned it uh, there, and actually Tim got excited because he thought it was their film at first <laughs> like right off the bat when he said it right i guess he hadn't told tim yeah. so like he he revealed it even to tim tim didn't even yeah, know it, and tim yeah. was like oh oh our film got nominated for an, you can see it in the in our in our episode it's kind of a funny moment actually and aaron's like whoa, whoa, whoa wait 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 it's not our film no, 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 no. Like, no yeah. it's not our film it's the one i've really been working hard on yeah uh, <laughs> No, I mean, and, and I say that, in, obviously, Aaron, if he ever watches this, and I doubt he will, but if he is, you'll know I'm joking, because what Aaron had to go through uh, to to get that Tim O'Brien film done, and basically camped out and lived. Yeah, you're just exactly just sitting with them. Tim O'Brien for two years. Yeah. yeah. You know. Smoke break it, after smoke break. That's what they should have <laughs> called that film. Smoke break. 
<laughs> it, it should have just been called smoke break because that's I'm guarantee you. I, I don't even know, but I guarantee you that's what was happening half the time. Smoke yeah, break. Yeah. Uh, which which is cool. So yeah, yeah. great, great uh great episodes. You completely opened up and you started writing all these books. And, well, you know, I only I only open up really with Aaron on the film. I, I don't talk about Vietnam much. Uh kind of yeah. like your dad. I've I, you don't go to a cocktail party and say, hey, do you want to hear about the war? <laughs> of course they don't. So <laughs> yeah. they don't, you know, but uh, I got so comfortable being around there and he lived with us for, you know, a couple of weeks at a time or a week at a time. Became kind of a member of the family. So it wasn't yeah. like talking to a stranger. Nice. You think that, so that helped, that helped having Aaron just stay there and and get some yeah. time eating some me meals yeah. with them right uh that sort of deal more than yeah. some yeah a lot <laughs> no <laughs> you know if he's there for two weeks 14 times three what the hell is that like 42 or something like that it's a lot <laughs> just in so no we became really close friends in the course of five years of doing this wow wow that's that's amazing um, so yeah, that was awkward then having him in your house with a camera, just fixated on you while you it was awkward at first. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at first it's you're conscious of the camera. Sure. I guess I was always conscious of the camera, but I just was able to ignore it. You know, after, after you've done it a while, just trusting that Aaron will take out anything that's completely embarrassing. He did leave in my bowling where I wasn't able to actually hit a single pin. But aside from that. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually quite a, a good bowler. It, um, he was having a rough day, though. I was having a <laughs> bad day. <laughs> so what are, I mean, what are some of your top memories out there besides these um I, I these think I wanted to just, uh, you know, th this really, I think I was trying to think of top memory of this and, and really what I wanted to talk about more than anything was two things. One, I wanted to say thank you, such a big thank you to everyone who works on these po on these podcasts mm. and the work they do behind the scenes. Because I just think that so many people were the faces of the podcast and mm. I, I still people still think that I'm the only one that does like that works on they're like, Oh, your podcast. Like, like that. I'm the only you one. That does, and there's so many people behind, you know, that do so much work to make this happen for us to have these good episodes for us to, for me to mm -hmm. have my, you know, relaxed, cool conversations with people. There's a lot of work that gets done that I don't do that makes that happen. And I just want to say thank you to everyone so that people know that are listening or watching like that, that, you know, is the case. I, I couldn't do what I do without them. And, just thank you to everyone. So, too many names. I think they're gonna we're gonna do something in our episode where they get to do some shout outs and stuff. So I'm glad that they'll uh, get a little you know spotlight uh, on them uh, as well. And the second thing, really, I just wanted to more than memories is just what I learned and what a lot of us learned on how to run a podcast through this. Hmm. You know, I, I think when you listen to a podcast, you don't know the journey that the people behind the production are going through to get through, right? And, hmm. and I just think. This season, we really learned a lot. You know, mm -hmm. we really came together, and I'm so excited for the new season that's that's about to come up. I just think we're bringing a lot of different things we've learned over, you know, whether it be technical stuff, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're upping the show's quality, just production-wise, uh, you know, mm -hmm. interview styles, uh, the content, like uh, where to take these conversations and blah, blah, blah. Like, 
you know, building those relationships with the guest and, you know, repeat guests. Like you just, I just start to see these things happening with the, with the podcast as a whole, mm. uh, through the season. And it's been awesome. And which has led us mm. to my bit, you know, I want to make a big announcement here, which we'll talk about more, but you know, down the road, I'll give more details, but we're having our first like live event, right. In person where people will be able to, you know, see mm. us do a podcast on a stage at a comedy club there in Austin called the Creek in the cave, September 15th. We're going to have a big name comedian come out and, you know, do a set and I'm going to interview him on stage and we're going to eat and it's bringing food and comedy together. I'm just excited for the different routes, you know, we're taking for the podcast um, Hmm. and, you know, bringing it all together. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so excited uh, for that. So September 15th. Maybe I can, uh, things are opening up. They just announced that, uh, flights, uh, Flights are, well, flights are, have been existing, but there's going to be a lot more flights now because they've uh, removed the restrictions on Americans coming here to the UK. So uh, I have held off going flying back because it was just going to be such a pain and be so expensive. But I, uh, They should have September. restrictions for Americans traveling anywhere. <laughs> I don't know about that. Americans can be some of the worst tourists. I'm an American. I get it. Like, we just don't know. Americans live in this bubble, and then they take America with them. That's the problem with Americans. They take America I, I, with them. Well, yeah, no, but I, I can tell you, yes, but as someone who lives over here, I can also tell you, if you were to go to some hotels and ask them who would be your least favorite uh, nationality to have on board, they would not say Americans. Well, um, Americans tip. So you always uh, like yeah, a tipper. There's that, and uh, there's... They're probably nice. Go... Maybe they're nice yeah. generally, you know, yeah. if, especially if they're from Texas, right? Exactly, exactly. We're always nice uh, when we travel. I mean, what I guess you get is sometimes you do get the ugly American. And yeah, so, of course it happens. Um, I'm kidding, guys. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. kidding, of course. Yeah. <laughs> You've get... Uh, yeah, I've... But anyway. Um, well, no, that sounds, that sounds great. I mean, I think we've... Um, um, I, I would just second what you've said. I mean, we've got this amazing crew that uh, puts this together. If it was down to me, this would never get off the ground. Obviously, all I do is, <laughs> all I do is, I rock up, I uh, watch a film, I spend a little bit of time thinking about it, and I talk to a guest, and that's it. That's my the extent of my uh, bit of this, and it all goes down to many other people who. Uh, who uh, make sure that things happen, and uh, we will be giving them a, a shout out, uh, more than a shout out at the end of all this, um, and to say that it's just been um, um, technically it's you know it's our it's our second technically your third, but uh, it's our second year I guess full year as podcasts, yeah. and. Um, yeah, it's just been amazing. If you look back, you said, you know, we were talking about how we don't listen to old episodes. Maybe I will go take episode one and dust it off and see what it was like. Because you think about where we've come since then, or gone from since then. I mean, we've oh, got... Yeah. Night and day. Yeah, and the us. people were right, getting yeah. on. And I and, I, and yeah. it's not just the big names. I mean, yeah, sure, we've had RJ Cutler on twice. We actually got Alex Gibney, which... Uh, that's huge you know i mean well i remember in the early days tweeting something from one of our first episodes because i knew his twitter account and just like spending an hour just trying to write this tweet just get it just right so he would uh, you know and uh but never thought lo and behold he would ever be on the show and we got him on this year um we've had sam pollard who is this great african-american director who's on the uh the board of the academy that decides the uh 
best documentaries. Um, that was a great, ep- that was yeah. another, that was almost on my list of that sh- in some ways should be on my list just because it, we filmed it on January 5th. Right. Oh my God. And at the end, yeah. So we're, we're at the very end, <laughs> uh, or was it, was it the sixth? I think it was, you know, it was definitely on the fifth. It was before the sixth happened, if you know what yeah. I'm talking about, oh, yeah. uh, and the storming of the Capitol. And we're talking about Trump and da, 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 and he's just being, we're being kind of old middle-aged men uh just talking about things and he's like he goes i don't what do you think and i said i don't know i i i i you know i think he'll go but he was but he's not gonna go quietly and i was like no you're you're probably right he's not gonna go quietly and we had a whole and then i get home and (laughs) sure enough you know next if i can't remember it was that evening yeah it just like Oh my God! <laughs> you see all like, the images on the news, yeah, yeah, right? Like just the like cat, the flags, boy, the people. boy. Sam was like, oh, man. Sam had it yeah. uh, spot on, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. you know, and then wow. we've also have these great up and coming filmmakers, people that yeah, no one's really heard of now, but I, I'm sure in uh, uh, you know five ten cool. years they'll be practically household names. Yeah. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, so we have all these up and coming filmmakers coming on and. Uh, We've had so many great stories. We've had, uh, oh, we had the director of uh, the Chuck Berry one who had a, he told us all, of, he, he's, this guy is so connected in the rock world. He had all these great stories, he, even about the making of, uh, I don't know if you know Baker Street by Jerry Rafferty, but he knew the whole make, the story behind that and some of these other wow. great, great songs. And then um, the cameraman, Good Old Girls, a film that was at, uh, I don't know if you've ever had, uh, director there but the the one of the filmmakers on that film was actually the cameraman on the trump axios interview we did it i did interview them and we still yeah. haven't released the interview because the film's not out yet or something like that i don't know nevin is working on that but yeah ah. yeah I, t- I talked to him about that too uh actually yeah. um yeah yeah that well, was you gotta release like, it I, now that's a great episode, actually. Um, yeah, that I want. That's actually the only episode we have that we haven't released that we want to release. Mm. We have other episodes that we ne- they'll never see the light of day. Uh, <laughs> one I secretly distribute underground. Did you know that there's a secret Lone Star Plate podcast <laughs> episode that gets distributed underground only if you message me, and you know the person's name to ask for specifically. I will send you a private MP3 of that unreleased episode wow i just said that out out, out loud there, but there yeah go. that's the truth that's the truth that's anyway hmm. um okay um all right uh i think <laughs> I no no like no i'm things. sorry I, i'm thinking i because you see it just for transparency it's cool sake, I, I love just, it i, I kind of like it no i've just got a message that's come across the screen of course i'm at Anyway, I don't need to go into detail, old man stuff, but my reading glasses don't quite work at that distance. But basically, uh, we will, uh, if we go over two hours, we're going to have to worry. Uh, we're not going to go over two hours. Let's oh, no, that no, way. no. We're almost no, no, done no. here. I mean, we're done. We're almost done. Much, right? I, I think mean, we're done. Um, yeah. Congratulations on a great season three for you. And uh, um, yeah, I think uh, it's been, um, you know, it's 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 been great for us it's been great for us to have you uh this is your second appearance on uh on factual america and i hope uh, i know our listeners enjoy having you on and um i hope so yeah we will um i hope you have a great summer 
and um, uh, and then I ask every that uh, everyone stay on and listen to or watch all the uh, the uh, the little bit of th- all the shout outs we have at the end because we would like to do all these people justice. Uh, and it's the bare minimum we can do in order to show our appreciation. A hundred percent. I wanted to give them a whole podcast episode. Really, I did. I, I was like, let's all get together and just have this big party as a yeah. podcast episode. Just because, again, there's so many people that make the graphics and the posting and the social media and the this and the. And there's mm. people that listen to every episode, right? And make notes and like. Yeah. They're the true heroes. Let me tell you yeah. something. Yeah. They're the real heroes of these podcasts. Yeah. Like yeah. for real, but I'd yeah, like I to reiterate these, what you said too. Yeah, I mean, I get these messages at 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 f- minute at fifty six oh three. You said it sounds like you said this, but is that what you actually said? I like I have no clue what I actually said. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that, exactly. They're the real ones uh, that are going through. I mean, by God, people you got to listen to and transcript what I say. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry uh, to everyone that has to listen to my voice uh, repeatedly uh, on that. Uh, well, I mean, I see the, the transcripts words. and, I, you know, and I, I will never make fun of uh, George W. Bush again. That's, let's put it that way. Um, oh, oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> for speaking abilities, at least. Yeah, yeah, I, for sure. I mean, you said, did you have any, uh, any uh, bloopers or anything that were like... Um, yes. Yeah. So look, I wanted to say, uh, well, one, congratulations to you as well. You know, you're crushing it, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. I'm excited for the new season and, you know, can't wait to see what more, you know, you guys do. And, um, big shout out to Sebastian Sauerborn, who is the main, right? Yeah. I mean, main person that makes all this happen without Sebastian. None of this would have. He's such a great person to work for. I've said it on other podcasts that I've been on as a guest when I Mm -hmm. talk about the podcast, because, just working with him creatively has just been such a pleasure. And, mm. you know, the working relationship is absolutely amazing. One of the best I've ever had. And there's just so much more to, to do and to go. And I'm so excited. So big shout out to Sebastian, um, you know, for making all mm. this happen. And, you know, big, big creative uh, mind behind a lot of, you know, the decisions we make and, mm. and the things we do. So, but I did have one Indeed. flub that I made that I just thought was perfect sort of, apropos for for you know the situation and we'll play a clip of it but it's um right at the beginning of an episode i was talking to this director and actor duo they're brothers then they released this movie with um george lopez andy mcdowell Mm. uh you know it's like this border film about you know mexico and texas border and cowboys and and right at the beginning how when my coffee's like this okay yeah. these big coffees right and and yeah. i start to tell this horrible story and i regret it so much about this encounter i had with a homeless person and god struck me down and immediately spilled my coffee i'm talking everywhere all over the table <laughs> in the middle of this interview and i had to like get bounty paper towels like run off i mean it was <laughs> horrific like i'll never forget that like so please play a clip of that it's right at the beginning of the episode um, I'm yeah. pretty sure we used that at the beginning of that episode to that clip. I, I just totally made a fool of myself. I'll never forget it. And it actually broke the broke the wall because I must have spilled my coffee a few more times throughout the episodes uh, because <laughs> so, of so it. You're, like, so basically, you're, 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 what you're telling me is you're bucking for a uh, sponsorship deal with Bounty Paper Towels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you yes, go. I mean, it's exactly. product placement, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> and coffee. 
Okay, guys. In coffee. Well, it, you, yeah. Is it your uh, your your Lily or uh, whatever? Uh, uh, we should get a coffee, coffee sponsor because I drink so much coffee on the podcast. Like we should have a Texas roaster coffee. You know. Yeah, you should. An idea there, man. You should. Yeah, there idea. you go. There you go. I was buying a ticket at the Dart, which is the. Uh, yeah. for people to, I mean people know uh, the the train system here right yeah. buying a ticket to get on the dark and the, and I had my mask down because I was talking to my buddy and whatever is down and this homeless guy walks by and goes oh shit I just spilled my coffee did y'all see that oh my god anyway the the guy uh the guy the guy goes uh uh listen you know you should have your mask on right now it's not helping anybody I was like god damn okay like really people are so people are serious about it here hang on guys I have to grab like a quick a quicker picker upper here Two no seconds. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. It's much nicer than the uh, homeless advice that I've gotten over the years. Various, oh, yeah. Various times. Yeah. This, uh, listen, this guy was like all about it, <laughs> yeah. you know, pr protecting. Yeah. I think he's just protecting people on the platform. That's what yeah, I assume. For sure. Yeah. You're in his house, you know? Totally, dude. I honestly, he was right. Like, I can't blame him. The guy was right. Dude, these uh, paper towels, shout out to H-E-B. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, that was all planned, right? That was, that's that's all, that's a, <laughs> yeah. This is a sponsored segment, guys. Just that's so a know. podcast sponsored. Sponsored ad. Dude, I cannot believe I spilled my espresso. Um, we don't, I mean, I don't make mistakes, so I actually don't have <laughs> any to share. Uh, no, they're, uh, they're, they're, to be honest, they're many are made. Uh, gotten names wrong luckily i've gotten been corrected uh oh, some God, yeah you know uh, somehow they get written down wrong in the script that's down to me obviously and not that there's a script but you know my notes uh, i did have well it's not it's not even so much i i did have one we've not released because kind of similar to you um we thought it was okay though i had this niggling suspicion that it didn't go well and sure enough, um, uh, the person has asked us not to release it. Uh, oh, but wow. Then, but, uh, you know, others have watched it and still can't figure it out. Uh, why but, they said uh, that? They can't yeah, figure it out. Yeah, I mean, well, they, we know why they said it, but we can't understand why they said that. Got it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, know, I, know, I know yeah. what you mean. When you watch it, you don't see what they said, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's... So I won't that's go interesting. Else. Wow, that's a first. You know? I haven't, we haven't had that. I'll be honest. That hasn't happened to us yet. Oh, wait, that's a lie. We have no, had that it's, happen. You had one it happen, happen, and it's kind yeah, of yeah. similar to that one. Yeah. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. I see uh, what you're saying. Yeah. Ours so, was real, though. Like, I did do what they said I, that we did. Like, <laughs> 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 so they were right. Well, but I thought them taking it the step of don't release it at all, I thought was wrong when all yeah. we needed to do was make a yeah. fix and we could easily you know one mm -hmm. one literally one second in an episode they didn't want to release the whole thing which we could have easily fixed so that was yeah, sort of yeah. bs yeah. to me but well, i'm sorry well, to no that. mine was if, uh, if if what i did is true and i have a, have apologized um then uh then there's nothing saving that episode uh you can't please everybody to, right yeah. look how many interviews you do how many people you talk to like it's yeah. impossible to it's, I mean, it's just impossible you yeah know? so uh, you know but, i feel uh, for you like i know i can feel for you 100 percent, right like i would tell you just blow it just don't even worry about it because okay. you know so you won't mind if uh in 20 minutes time i give you a call and say wait a minute i, I don't think we can release this i was <laughs> i was offended by your uh, 
by your questions. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, hey, well, uh, Patrick, it's been great to talking with you. It's always yes, a joy. It's always, uh, always. It's a joy to watch your and listen to your your episodes and long keep them coming. Uh, I will see if I can make a rock up on the September on September. Dude, 15th. how cool would that be? If not, that we're would having be amazingly more. cool. Okay, we're yeah. definitely going to be having more comedy clubs is the way to go. That's that's what we figured out. That's the perfect venue for mm. us to do these podcast episodes out. Okay, that's good to know. We're trying to do since we're a little behind here in the UK in terms of opening up and stuff like that. Uh, we are trying to do something similar, but it hasn't been possible to plan anything until now. So, uh, sure, but sure, we are we are also trying to go for a live event. Um, oh man! Oh, I probably yeah. in London with uh, that's awesome. Someone big name, and uh, I don't know yes. if we'll be selling tickets. It's but uh, we will be uh, doing something on that that order. So um, that's awesome. Anyway, man, take care of yourself. Get yourself. I, it's late enough. You need to get. You need to grab one of these. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, I'm aiming for a sponsorship deal. Uh, Budvar. If the anyone in the Czech Republic is listening, I'm a big fan of this uh, this beer. And uh, so please, nice. uh, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, we'd be happy. Or if you're not in the Czech Republic, then you know, name your name your poison. I will. Uh, <laughs> I I will be happy to drink it. I'm sure. Um, but. Uh, uh, take care and we'll, um, well, let's, uh, we'll do this again sometime, uh, in, uh, the next season. The next season. Absolutely. All right. Have a great, Thank you, great summer. All right. You take too, care. Man. You too. See ya. I just wanted to offer my thanks. This is the final episode of season two. And with that in mind, I would like to take this opportunity to thank a lot of people that have made this season so successful. A global pandemic be damned. First and foremost, I would like to thank our loyal listeners and viewers. Without you, there would be no point in doing what we do. The audience continues to grow by leaps and bounds, and we have some great shows in store in Season 3. I hope you have a great summer. I also want to give a big thank you to all our guests. Um, it's become very apparent that this is indeed a golden age of documentary filmmaking. And I also want to thank all the people who put many hours of hard work behind the scenes to make this possible. Without further ado, the true heroes of Factual America, please introduce yourselves. Actually, Sebastian, I'm going to start with you. You could be the first. You're my top left here. Great. Yeah, I'd love to. So, yeah, <laughs> my name is Sebastian. I'm based in the UK. Um, and I mean, I guess my official title is executive producer. So we have been producing this podcast now, you know, um, Lonsa played for two years. You know, time flies. Um, has been a great experience so far, very similar with, you know, Factual America, also around two years. What I like about the Lone Star Plate is that um, it reminds me of Texas, and um, I lived in Texas for quite a while. Now, even if I didn't live there for the last two years, I used to travel there uh, regularly, but in the last, um, you know, 18 months, we were not able to travel at all. So um, this feels, you know, um, a little bit like Texas um, twice a week. That's awesome. And that voice you heard was Sebastian Sauerborn, who is the executive producer of both Factual America, Lone Star Play, all of that, guys. So thank you so much. Uh, this is the part of the episode I told you about where you're going to meet everyone behind the scenes who works on this podcast. If you're watching it, 
you get to see everybody's beautiful, amazing faces. If you're listening, you get to hear the beautiful, amazing voices and, you know, capture it both. So yeah, that was Sebastian. He's the man behind the plan, guys. Okay. When you see something cool happening, he's the reason. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the truth. Oh, that's so right. yeah, mu much props to Sebastian uh, for making all this happen. For real, legitimately, you know, all jokes aside. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so thank you thank for that, you. Sebastian. Yeah, you do an amazing job. Um, love working with you. It's awesome. So, okay. Um, next, let's see. I'm going to go to my right here, which is going to be, let me get this name right, Malcolm Mann. Wow, beautiful. Malcolm, pleasure. Hello. Yeah, my name is Malcolm. I live in uh, London, United Kingdom, and I work exclusively on Factual America. Um, I share the responsibility for the promotional posts uh, on social media with Rose. And I also edit the transcript uh, for the episodes as well. What do I like about Factual America? Well, I'm a complete sucker for action films. I love the Mission Impossible pictures, but unfortunately, they don't give a, a very wide picture of America and the diversity of uh, subjects on Factual America are really quite stunning. Um, from salesmen right at the beginning in the 60s, uh, the uh, various subjects to do with uh, Texas more recently, well, death penalty especially, um, and quite a few in between. And it can be also an out of this world experience with the last podcast talking about uh, the God Particle and uh, the CERN project in Switzerland, right at the recreating the second after the Big Bang. So yeah, the, the range of subjects that it covers. I thought I knew one or two things about America before I started working on this. And now I know about 20 or 30 more as a result <laughs> of it. It's a great experience. That's awesome. Wow, what a great answer, Malcolm. Listen, y'all, y'all need to follow that, okay? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Really, really happy uh, to hear that. And yes, and I always mention it on the Lone Star Plate. Please check out Factual America. It's an amazing uh, podcast that does. It, it just covers a, you know, a great assortment of different documentaries and topics like Malcolm said. So thank you, Malcolm, so much, man. You do a great job. Everything you do looks fantastic. So thank you. Prop, props to you, brother. Okay. Next up is Nevena. You're up on the list here. The glue that holds everything together. Yeah, yeah. I'm Nevena Pogunovic. I'm based in Belgrade, Serbia, and uh, I work as a podcast manager for both uh, the Lone Star Plate and Factual America. And I've been there since episode one of both podcasts. And now we are at almost 70 with Factual America. And uh, 170 with the Lone Star Plate. <laughs> so it's not good for me to say like which my favorite episode is. It's like so many children and you cannot choose between all these children. Um, quite exciting. It's different. I learned so much with each episode uh, and I'm very looking forward to uh, the fall season of both shows. Bam. Yes. Special shout out to Nevena, y'all. She does so much for this podcast and like makes it, keeps us all together, keeps us all connected and everything, you know, at least for me personally, big thank you, Nevena, to everything you do. I mean that. So thank you. Okay. Danilo. 
All right, brother, the editing masters over oh. here. Okay, brother, you're up. Let us know Hello? how you're doing. Yes, can you hear us? Hello. Yeah, you're so, up. You're up, brother. So, thank you. So uh, my name is Danilo. I'm from Serbia, and I'm working as a video and audio editor on the Lone Star Plate podcast. So the best thing about the Lone Star Plate podcast is, I think, the music and the music guests you you all, always bring. And just uh, learning about the Texas culture that I am not familiar with. So that that's the thing I, I enjoy in the in the process process of working on the Lone Star Plate. Awesome. Yeah, perfect answer. Love that. Simple. Yeah, that's awesome. What's one thing you learned? I'm going to put you on the spot here. Dana. What's oh. one thing you learned about Texas from the podcast? Uh oh, Did pop you like quiz. A, you like a good food. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We're in. I like it. <laughs> well, thank you, man. You do a, you do an amazing job on the podcast. Uh, it's it took a different, you know, the quality went up when you took over from me editing. Let's be real. So you do, you know, thank you do a great job. Thank you so much for everything you do, man. I can't wait for the new season. We're working out our, all our little things and I'm so excited for the new episodes. So, okay, brother. Well, thank you again. Charlie, you're up, brother. Pleasure. Hello, everybody. I'm Charlie Latham. I do the show notes for both Facts of America and the Lone Star Plate. Um, Facts of America, I'm a documentary nut. So to get to listen and find out about new exciting documentaries every week is just amazing. And the Lone Star Plate, I mean, Patrick, it's great to put a face to the name. You're hilarious. You have me giggles every week, I'm not going to lie. And I'm a big American fan. And Texas is definitely on my next state to visit. So excited for it. You got a place to stay, brother, when you need it. I'll take you up on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Charlie. Do a great job, brother. Appreciate all your hard work. Okay, but yeah. That's a good call. Okay, so Pavel, you're up. Hey there. My name is Pavel. I'm based in Portugal. And uh, I was working uh, with Lone Star Plate podcast since I think episode 140 or something like this. And for me, you know, it's very uh, not hard job because I'm just uh, enjoying watching podcasts. I'm just chilling watching podcasts and uh, also edit and cut some interesting parts. Uh, so for me, basically, it's not even the work. I'm just I'm just watching watching the podcast, and uh, and video and audio editor. Um, so yeah, and the thing that I like is uh, Elsa, as Daniel said about the musicians because I like the music and I like to uh, reveal for myself some new musicians. For example, last episode with Suzanne Santo, uh, I checked her music. It's amazing. It's amazing. I have half of your of your music in my playlist now. So yeah, that's yeah. the plan. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Uh, her music is amazing. If anyone hasn't checked it out on here, please check it out. Suzanne Santo. I was blown. I'm not not just saying that. It was literally like, whoa, shit. This is really yeah, good music. It is. No, she, it is. Yeah, she's really great. That's a great answer. That's that's good. I'm glad to hear that. That the music aspect is reaching people. I don't think y'all are the only ones to say that, to be honest with you. We, we get known for like the, I guess our like folk Texas singer interviews are really, people like those a lot. And then the performances mm -hmm. are some 
I'm happy to hear you for guys sure, say that. For sure, for sure. That's awesome. Uh, well, thank you, Pablo. Again, you, you know, same thing I said, Daniela, you do a great job, man. Thank you for all your hard work and everything you do, man. Uh, it shows. Thank so thank you so much. Um, okay, Arsa, you're up. Hello. <laughs> Hi. So um, I'm Ursha. I am based in Ljubljana, Slovenia. I take care of social media for the Lone Star podcast. And the thing that I really like the most is um, I've always liked the feeling of being connected to like other places and people. And um, this opportunity give, gives me just that. And the team is amazing as well. So it's just a, a very nice um how would you say, like a, a nice reminder about how cool people around the world are. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, no, keep going. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, no that's, okay. a, that's really cool. Um, yeah, pe you know, people are cool all around the world. Absolutely. Yeah, I, love <laughs> I, lo I love hearing that. No, that's cool. Wait, look, we have an international team for real. So that's uh, very cool. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for, you know, uh, introducing yourself. Did I miss anybody, Nevena? Did I miss anything? We need to shout out people that aren't here, right? Okay, so from the Lone Star Plate, um, Caroline Grape. Oh, gosh, Caroline for sure needs a huge shout out. She does so much. Um, she's always at our, you know, helping us with the Lone Star Plate for sure, I'm running Texas Real Food. Um, and Corey, Corey Manzias, who does our outreach for emailing. Uh, the guest and, and those sort of things, trying to help us get guests. Um, oh, from uh, the, um, oh, both shows. Okay, so Labry Fernandez, she works on both shows, Factual America and The Lone Star Plate, and Jay Apuya, who was on at the beginning. We lost him. He's our graphic designer, does all those cool quotes you see online when you see us posting on social media. He's doing all those. And who else are we missing? Rose Ponick. Hope I'm saying that right. Social media manager for Factual America and Sam and Joe Graves, audio and video editors for Factual America. Am I missing anybody? Yeah, we have like two more designers for oh, the sales for our that's right. videos. Okay, Marco uh, Vukovic. Yep. Did I get that right? Yep. Thumbnail designer for the Lone Star Plate and Sasha Popich. Is yes. that right? <laughs> Damn, y'all. Thumbnail designer for Factual America. Listen, there's a lot of names, okay? This is a lot to trying to get all this right here. I, I'm, you know, I always want to get names right. It's important. Um, and, so, yeah, right? Who else? And, of course, uh, Matthew Sherwood, the host of Factual America. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll bring him up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, of course. Absolutely. Matthew Sherwood, yes, the host of Factual America. And that's it. I mean, that's everybody. It's a lot. That's all. I'm glad people got to see here from other people that work on the podcast. Again, people only see Matthew's face and they see my face and and people legitimately think like we put it together. No joke. You know, I have people come up. Oh, you do the everything like no, of course not. Um, so I'm, I'm happy people can see that and see that there's other people that make all this happen, all the magic happen. Hey, Jay, do you want to do you want to do an introduction for yourself? Hello guys, uh, I'm Jay. Uh, I'm based in Philippines. I'm a graphic designer for uh, Factual America and the Lone Star Plate. Uh, my job is basically to make graphics or code statement uh, for all the episodes of both Factual and uh, Lone Star Plate. 
uh, what I learned about Pactual America and the uh, Lone Star Plate. Uh, both are informative for me. I learned stuff that I don't know, uh, especially that I am the Philippines. Uh, the culture is different. Um, I learned things from what I heard and I see what the, what I design. Yeah, I think I think that's all for me, guys. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 nervous. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're nervous. See, this is what I, I got to do that all the time. I got to talk to people all the time. No, I'm kidding. Jay, you do a great job, okay. man. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Everything you do. Thank I mean, you, guys. Thank you, Patrick. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad Jay got to come back in there at the end. So, um, okay. Well, if there's any last words or anything, um, thank you again for everybody's hard work and everything they do on the uh, podcast and looking forward to the new seasons uh, we have coming up. And Lone Star Plate's got an event in-person event coming up here in September 15th. So Creek in the Cave, Austin, if anybody can make it. Please remember to like us and share us with your friends and family wherever you happen to listen or watch podcasts. This is Factual America, signing off until September. You've been listening to Factual America. This podcast is produced by Almo Pictures, specializing in documentaries, television, and shorts about the USA for international audiences. Head on down to the show notes for more information about today's episode, our guests, and the team behind the podcast. Subscribe to our mailing list or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Alamo Pictures. Be the first to hear about new productions, festivals showing our films, and to connect with our team. Our homepage is alamopictures.co.uk.